Good morning, everyone. Uh, take your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. We're going to look at these two verses today. Hope you're warm and under a blanket. Uh, we, uh, of course, the church is empty this morning, except for a couple helpers with all the sound matters. We want to uh, hear from you today. So if you have uh, the possibility on whatever um, means you're watching the service on, if you would let people know you're there by commenting or something, just say, I'm here, that'd be very much appreciated. And if you were inclined to amen something that I say today, uh, my cell number is 817-223-8985, and I'd like to hear from you. You can say, I'm here, amen, whatever it is, it'll pop up for me and, and uh, help hold my arms up a little bit today as I share with you a message from the Lord today. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and verse 27. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Verse 27, and the Father who knows all hearts, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. We've all had the experience of being in over our heads. Perhaps you've had the experience of swimming in a river that had a pretty strong current or perhaps in the ocean. And when you were swimming, uh, you got caught in the uh, riptide and it started taking you out. And you didn't have the ability to swim uh, back to the beach very easily. And you felt like you were in over your head. It was a problem. Now, we've been looking at Romans 8, and we, last week we looked at the portion that speaks about that uh, we have to wait patiently and we have to wait confidently when we are going through times of suffering. And there are times to rejoice and there are times that we suffer. And so we have some real encouraging words here in verses 26 and 27. And I think Romans 8, 26 and 27 are really good words to help us uh, to be able to uh, navigate life, to be able to get our head above the water when we're in over our head. The first thing we see is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Our weakness. What a blessing it is to be weak because where we are weak, the scripture tells us, we are strong. We are not strong in our own abilities, in our own strength, but we are strong in the Lord. We're never really strong in ourselves, but we really see this clearly when we are going through something in life that's very difficult, very painful, and we're suffering, and it's beyond our ability to handle. We're in over our head. And so before we are able to experience the complete um, fulfillment of the scripture that we are with the Lord that all things are are together all things are whole often we go through times of suffering here and the promise for us in verse 26 is the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness that's good news that's great news that's wonderful news that's spectacular to think 
that we're never alone, we're never in over our heads because we have the Holy Spirit. And whatever the weakness is, whatever we're struggling with, whatever we're held back by, whatever stronghold is on us, if we will just turn to the Lord, we have the promise that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And he gives an example in verse 26, an example of the Holy Spirit helping us. Now, this is not, of course, the only way the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit helps us in lots of ways. The Holy Spirit comforts us. The Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. We have the promise of the Spirit of the Lord is with us always. And so we always have that presence here with us. And he's always helping. But he gives an example here. For example, and I'm sure Paul experienced this over and over and over in all the struggles and trials and, and tribulations that he went through. For example, he says, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. No question, when we're suffering, we often go through times that we simply don't know what we ought to pray for. We're not quite sure. Do we pray for release? Do we pray for healing? Do we pray for strength to endure the time of suffering? We're not quite sure often what God is up to in our suffering. We know it's for God's glory. We know it's, it's a blessing. It's a treasure to be able to share in the suffering of Christ. But when we're going through a real hard time, we're not quite sure sometimes what exactly the Lord is doing. And we have this wonderful promise here that when we don't know what to pray for, that the Holy Spirit prays for us. And He prays for us with groanings that words cannot express. And so we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Holy Spirit speaking to us through prayer and with groanings that words cannot express. A groaning, a feeling, an awareness, a, t a tightness perhaps that we might have in our spirit. It's just... It's something that we can't uh, understand. It's just, oh, an awareness. It's just when we go through difficult times, often we don't really have the words to express exactly how it feels to go through what we're going through. The anguish, the crushing, the, the, the difficulty. We just, oh, man, this is more than I can bear. This is more than I can cope with. This is beyond me. And in that same way, in our emotion, in our spirit, in our knower, the Holy Spirit groans in prayer for us. It's intercessory prayer. So we have this wonderful promise here of understanding that the Holy Spirit is praying to us, through us, to the Father, not to us, but to the Father, and, and expressing what is important and what matters. And so we may bow down in prayer, and we are going through such a hard time that we literally don't even know where to start praying. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us, in, to help us know how to pray. And it's with words that are not easily expressed and the Holy Spirit communicates for us. And then we see in verse 27, in verse 27, we see the role of our Heavenly Father in this intercessory process. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. So we see here that the Father knows all hearts and the Father understands what the Holy Spirit is pleading and pleading you notice there in scripture 
pleading for us, always for us, with us, with, with our best in mind. The Spirit pleads for us believers, and He pleads for us believers in harmony with God's Spirit. There's a wonderful scripture in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. It says that the Lord hears us when we pray according to His will. And, and, that, is, and that is a discipline. That is uh, a truth that we need to learn to practice. Learn to pray in the Spirit according to the will of God. And we see here the wording in the New Living Translation, in harmony with God's will. It's a beautiful thing to be in harmony with God's will. And, and to, to grow in prayer to a place where we have an understanding. Now, 90% of everything that we need to know, 90% of everything that we need to do, is already given to us in Scripture. We know we love, we forgive, we pray, we know that we serve, we, we know that uh, we hope, we know that we are to be generous, we know that we are to be faithful, we know that we are to hang in there, we are not to be quitters, we are to, to uh, not grow weary in, in uh, doing the right thing, because in a proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. And so 90% of all the things that we are to do, we already know. We already have that game plan. That 10% is a little more difficult. The 10% being the things that the Scripture doesn't uh, address for us, where we live, where we work, what kind of vocation we would have, uh, you know, what, what, what destiny do we move forward, what road do we take, you know, what what group of people do we minister to and how do we respond to them? And, and that 10% is crucial uh, that we learn to pray in harmony with God's will. Now, it is my belief that if you're doing the 90%, the 10% is easier found. If you're not doing the 90%, if you're not being obedient, and if you're not doing what you know to do, then that 10% is always going to be far away from you and you're going to have a difficult time responding to the uh, specific things that the Lord would have you do. So, we have here three truths that are really important for us. First of all, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit prays for us. And the Heavenly Father, who knows all hearts, knows what's being prayed, and the Spirit leads us to be in harmony with God's will. Now, Get you a piece of paper and a pen or your phone or however you do that today and make a little note here and, and follow this, this idea, follow this train of thought, okay? So we understand, we know. Remember we've been talking about focus on the things that we know for sure. We know for sure that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. That's, that is a truth. We can count on that. That's a guarantee for us. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. So all weaknesses, you look for the Holy Spirit to help you. We have that promise. The second one is the Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't know how to pray. So when we're going through that kind of difficulty, the Holy Spirit prays for us, and the Heavenly Father is at work in that process. He knows all hearts. He knows our heart. He knows, he knows our thoughts. He knows our 
uh, bents. He knows how we are bent, how we're made. He knows our responses. He knows what we struggle with. He knows our hearts. And, and he knows our hearts to the point he knows how to communicate with us. He knows how we learn. He knows how we understand. And so our Heavenly Father, who knows our hearts, knows what's being prayed, and the Spirit lines up with the Father's will to bring us into harmony with God's will. So how do we practice that? How do we live that out? Let me give you some things and, and write these things down. The very first thing I want you to write down is this. And, and under the understanding, when you're upside down, when you're in over your head, uh, when, when you don't have any answers, you're not really sure how you need to respond or even what you need to pray for. Number one, just assume recognize just be aware of just agree with the lord in that he is speaking to you instead of assuming that the lord never speaks to us we need to approach the throne of god with this in mind the holy spirit through the holy spirit god is always speaking to us he's always at work God who loves us unconditionally, God who loves us with a perfect love, He didn't want His children going through a time of, of emptiness. He didn't want His children going through a time where uh, there's a vacuum between, between them and God. He wants us to be in fellowship with Him and hear His voice and in communication with Him. So, number one, assume that God does want to speak to you and He wants to speak to me. The second thing you need to do is because first because James chapter one verses two and four says that when you go through trials of many kinds, choose to rejoice. Rejoice because there's the working of God in our life. So the second thing we need to do is rejoice that you're about to see the Lord's work. This is faith. And so we assume God is going to speak to us. We rejoice. So when we're going through a time of suffering, we're going through a hard time, we rejoice that this hard time is going to be an opportunity for us to be able to see the work of the Lord. The third thing we need to do, begin to pray. Now, he says we don't really know what to pray for, but he doesn't say don't pray. We pray and begin to pray what you know. Pray what you know to pray. Now, you pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be his name. So, Lord, you are in heaven. I'm going through a hard time right now, God, and, and, and I desperately need your help. I need to be in harmony with your will. I recognize that there is awareness, there is understanding of your will that I am uh, unable to understand at this point in my life. But I'm rejoicing because I'm believing the Holy Spirit is praying for me. And, and I, Lord, I just, if, it, if there's any way possible, I want to hear it. I want to know it. I want to experience it. I want to be in harmony with your will. And I want to have the confidence of knowing that I'm in harmony in your will. So pray what you know to pray. Begin praying. Recognize how great God is. Recognize how faithful He's been to you. Thank God for everything He's done. Thank Him for the blessings. Thank Him today. You perhaps might be thanking Him that you have heat, that you have covering, that, that you have a blanket, that you know your house might not be as warm as you want it to be right now because uh, the houses aren't built for this kind of weather, but you pray that you do have some warmth. And so God has provided provisions for you that, that allows you 
to, to have some comfort today in, in, in this cold weather that's out there. So all those things, pray, begin to pray. Stay in that prayer. Learn to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit by faith, trusting in God, believing Him, and pray what you know to pray for. Start listing the issues, supplication. Start, start numbering them and saying, Lord, I have this issue, I have this matter. Lord, I can't deal with this problem. Lord, this, I'm in over my head at work. I'm in over my head at school. I'm in over my head in this relationship. Lord, I, I've got this problem. I, I, I've got some fear that's controlling me right now. And, and start to lay that out. And here's what the Scripture promises us, that the Holy Spirit will be praying for us as we are in that time of prayer. And my experience has been that when I'm praying and I don't know what to pray for, I'm not sure what the answer is, and there are a lot of things like that, that I really don't know what God wants, is I begin to have some thoughts. I begin to have some ideas. I, my, my word that makes most sense to me in experiencing God is I begin to have some awarenesses. I begin to have some ahas, you know, aha, this is going on. This is what the Lord has been saying to me. This is what I have been learning. So I begin to recognize those things. I begin to understand those things. And, and I might even begin to take an inventory of what those things are, and I begin to write them down. And as I get in that prayer, in the Spirit, carried away, the Holy Spirit begins to pray. And, and, and as time goes on, I begin to sense what those things are. And so I have a little litmus test for you here today. Here's the litmus test. The, that 10% of the things that you're not quite sure what to do. You begin to have thoughts. You begin to have awarenesses. This is what you begin to understand. You, you have these questions to, what, to measure those thoughts and those ideas, those awarenesses that you have. And, and frankly, I do it like this. Lord, are you speaking to me in this area? Is this what you're saying? Lord, are you telling me that this is what I need to do? Are, are you telling me this is what we should approach? Okay? And I, and I listen. I listen for his response. And if it glorifies God, okay, I need to move forward a little bit. Is it something that requires faith for me? If it glorifies God, and if it's something that requires my response of faith, I move forward in that idea. And is it something that I just can't get away from? It keeps on surfacing. It keeps on coming up. That idea, that thought, that possibility, that awareness of, of something that God is speaking to me about in, in, in that problem, it keeps on resurfacing, driving down the road. I, I, the thought comes to me. And, and the next one is this. Does it go with Scripture or does it contradict Scripture? Because God is never going to lead us to do something that does not line up with the Scripture. So, does it require faith? Does it glorify God? Does it contradict Scripture? Is it, is it something that uh, I can't get away from? And it keeps on surfacing and showing up in my life. 
then I recognize that I need to walk down that road. And it always requires faith of me. It always requires me to make some adjustments in my life to do what God wants me to do. Remember this, none of us are able to stay where we are and go with God. You can't stay where you are and be obedient to Him. He's always going to cause you to adjust. Adjust your schedule, adjust your time, adjust your thoughts, adjust how you approach things, adjust your perspective on things. And that's a wonderful promise that the Lord has for us. My, my sermon writing, my sermon preparation, that's exactly the steps that I go through. I open the scripture. Sometimes I have an idea of the next scriptures, like we're going through Romans 8. I have it. Jesus said in John chapter 12 that he does not speak on his own authority, but he says what the Father says for him to say and how to say it. That understanding is very important for me. What the Father says and how do you say it? So when I began, I began studying this passage when I got last Sunday afternoon. I opened it, started writing some things down. And, and here's some of the things that I write down. Lord, what does your word actually say? Well, it says the Holy Spirit helps in our weakness. It says that the Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't want to pray. It says that Father knows our hearts. He understands what the scripture, what, what the Spirit is saying, and, and He recognizes that the Spirit pleads with us that we will line up in harmony with God's will. So I write down, how do I, how do I explain that? How do I write, you know, how do I speak that? What, what illustration, what awareness, what understanding do I need to say? Well, then I come to the place where I start to write those things down and I start looking at them. Does it glorify God? Does it require faith? Does it contradict Scripture? Is it something that God would want me to do? Does, does it keep on resurfacing? And so through the course of the week, I keep on hearing. I keep on hearing. I keep on hearing. And, and I began to be able to put those things in together. Now, the overwhelming thought for me today, the thing that God has most often just brought to me uh, through these two verses of Scripture is this. Every believer has the promise, if he'll just live it out, that we're never, ever, ever in over our heads because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And how many times have, have we not made the proper decisions because we were paralyzed because we thought there was no help? We thought there was no hope. We thought there was no answers. We didn't make adjustments in the midst of that suffering. Adjustment of perspective, adjustment of faith. Go from not believing and trusting in God to believing and trusting God. Whatever the adjustment needs to be for us. And, and that's what this scripture is saying. We're never by ourselves. We're never in over our head. We're never ever swimming against a current that there's not help for us to get out of that water and get back on the beach. That's what the Lord wants to do in our life. That's the promises of His Word. So, in conclusion, is there anything in your life, is there anything in your life that's holding you back? Has the Holy Spirit been, been revealing what it looks like for you to be in harmony with God's will? And and you're not recognizing it 
You not recognize it because you're not staying with the Lord long enough in prayer to begin to have those awareness and have that Holy Spirit begin to communicate those thoughts to the Father so that you can kind of tie into them. You know, uh, if you've ever been out in West Texas after a heavy rain, man, those creeks come alive. In Israel, they call them wadis. In West Texas, you call them creeks, dry beds, dry creek bed. Now, when it rains somewhere, you, you, just west of San Angelo, in, in the creeks that fill the Concha River and fill up the Spring Creek and those things, it can rain in Odessa. It can rain like crazy in Midland or in that valley right there uh, near Garden City, and it can flood in there. And, and it doesn't rain a drop in San Angelo, but the water is coming. It's coming. You may have to wait for a while, but it's coming. And, and you'll see signs every now and then. It says, beware of low water crossings. And so you're driving through the country and you go down a dip and it tells you to be careful. Now you say, well, how in the world, why would I need to be careful out here in the middle of this dry, barren land? There's, there's nothing here. There's no water. It hasn't rained in days. Well, that water is coming. And if you're not careful, you don't need to camp down there. You don't need to park down there because if it does rain and it's a quick rain and it runs off, that ground is hard. It's like that caliche gets hard like cement and that water is just going to come. And, and when it's going to come, it's going to wash everything with it. Now, I think that that is a good image of what happens in us when we begin to recognize the Holy Spirit's prayers for us. It's like the water comes and the water is powerful and the water is strong and it moves everything. And if we will just go with the water, you can't resist it, you can't stand against it, but if you're in a situation, just go with it and, and let the water take you where you need to be. Let the Holy Spirit take you to where you can be in harmony with God's will. So those, those things to consider, does it glorify God? Does it require faith of me? Does it contradict Scripture? Is it a reoccurring thought, awareness, an understanding that we just can't get away from? Those four things will lead you to really understand what it means to be in harmony with God's will. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you today. Lord, we're thankful for your time today. We're thankful, Lord, for all, the, all of your people, Lord, that are in their homes today, and we pray that they'll have a great day in fellowship with you and each other. I, I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit right now will warm all hearts, and Lord, that you just speak. You just guide you will comfort, you will instruct, you'll do what needs to be done for all of us to have an awareness of what it looks like for us to live in the harmony of your will. In Jesus' name, amen. See you all later. Bye-bye.